Experience the joy of watching your friends and family's faces light up when you feed them wild game you harvested and made them delicious sausages or meat you barbecue and grill with the finest seasonings available. Visit our friends at Waltons.com to find everything you need to turn wild game into tasty meat snacks or spice up your barbecue with new flavors and seasonings. With over 500 seasonings to choose from, there's something that everyone will love. They even have step-by-step videos and how-to articles at Beachistics to help you go from animal to edible. Use coupon RANGERS15 at checkout to save 15% on your first order at Waltons.com. Waltons, everything but the meat. This is Cole Reagans with the Round Rock Express, and you're listening to the Ranger Report podcast. The Ranger Report. Yeah, the Ranger Report. If you want the inside scoop, listen to the Ranger Report. Oh, here we go. This is the Ranger Report podcast. News, insights, predictions, interviews, and information about the Texas Rangers from the major leagues to the minor leagues. And now, here are your hosts, Ben Dieter and C.J. Berryman. Welcome to the Ranger Report Podcast. I am Ben Dieter. You can find me on Twitter at bdieter 75 I am CJ Barryman. You can find me at CJB underscore RR on Twitter. And we are back from the All-Star break. I mean, we didn't go to the All-Star break, but baseball oh, did. It was so. well needed. Oh, such a good rest. I mean, since the last time we've come on, there's been a draft. <laughs> there's been an All-Star game. And there's mm-hmm. been another game played today uh, by the Rangers who barely squeaked out that win against the Miami Marlins just barely and yeah we weren't uh, we didn't make the all-star team so yeah, we got to yeah. take we got to take it off yeah though the Rangers uh, dominant performance today against Miami and yes it's only Miami however they're not playing that bad this year and I don't care well I mean <laughs> after a major losing, league team after and, losing four in a row I'll take yeah. I'll take the eight nothing victory in Miami it's a good if nothing else it's a good morale boost to, to shut out a team eight nothing Right, and and to kick off the second half like that, John Gray, man. Um, I'm two telling in a row, you, two shutouts in a row, two shutouts in a row, six innings, five Ks, no runs. Yeah, uh, he's eager eyes down to three five, and that's impressive considering he struggled to start the season. Obviously, he, did, he yeah. wasn't healthy for about what the first month, maybe yep. month and a half. And so, yeah, I mean, he's he's pitching excellent. Uh, hey, don't look now, but Leody's got a nine twenty four OPS and is hitting three forty four. Dude, this is the lady that you talked about a year yes. and a half, two years ago on the show. Yeah, apparently nobody listened. I want, I want, well, they won't, but I want them people, the detractors from last year saying, just cut him like it's football. Yeah. Nah, yeah. I was, no. I was, I was telling y'all last year, no, 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 y'all, he's, and I, we said this year, this was going to be his last shot. Whenever he yeah. reached, it was going to be his last shot. Well, well, he's doing, he's taking very good, he's showing exactly why he was so highly tied, why he was the number one prospect in baseball for so many years. So, yep. and we're seeing the future guys with him and Josh Smith, Duran is back up. He had a good game today, you know, and then you got other guys who aren't the future, but are just here right now. Like, I don't think LA or Hernandez is, is the future of the Rangers, but yeah. Man, he's making the most of his of his first yeah. trip to the majors. Yeah, I was about to say, you know, he's hitting 286 right now. He's kind of strikeout prone at the moment. I'd have to go back and look at his minor league uh, history and see if he was strikeout prone down there. But still, he's hitting 286. He's had a nice start. He was hitting DH today. Uh, obviously, Corey Seager 
got the day off because he didn't get he didn't get a break during the All Star break. So uh, Simeon played short and uh, Duran played second. So that was that was nice. Uh, Brad Miller's on the DL. He's been I guess dealing with a nagging injury for a little bit, and they decided to shut him down for a little bit. So uh, Duran's back up, and I, I wouldn't mind seeing. I mean, now you got three young left field or two young left fielders to to platoon with Calhoun with Duran and Elier Hernandez. So I, I, I'm happy with where they are right now. Calhoun, man, he was struggling so bad before the first, uh, to, to end the first half. And, and he went to one for four today. He did strike out twice, but you know, that'll raise his average because he was hitting under 225. So, yeah, I think, I think you look at it. I think, um, at some point, obviously Bubba's going to be up, I believe, before this season's I think over. Because so, they want him on the forty man. You, if you don't put him on the forty man, he's gone. Like he's gone mm-hmm. the first day that that you know that draft happens. The the rule five, he's gone. He's going to be the number one overall pick. I mean, yeah, it's, geez, yeah I mean, he's, he's, gone. he's yeah he's he's gone. So they need to put him on the forty. He'll be up at some point, and at that point, Miller or Calhoun or Culberson, one of those guys is going to be DFA'd and, and released. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. wouldn't surprise me. They may have wanted to do it to Miller, but now he's injured. So you really can't DFA him during an mm-hmm. injury. So they have to wait on that. But I don't know. With I think I think the second half, we're going to see a lot more of the ups and downs of minor league players. I think we're going to mm-hmm. see Bubba. I think Lats will get another shot maybe in the bullpen. Mm-hmm. You know, I think if he keeps pitching the way he is, man, Reagan's might get a shot to come up here because mm-hmm. those last two spots in the rotation right now are wide, wide open. Because Otto, Otto, um, Otto and Spencer Howard have not sealed those spots up. They haven't, and, and you're hoping for both of them to do well. Acquired both of them at the trade deadline last year. Yep. And obviously, you want those to work out. But uh, you know, AJ Alexi's already up, but he's in the bullpen, and that he might be sticking there for now. Yeah. He's he looked really good coming out of the bullpen the other night and uh, before the deadline. So a lot of young arms, and yeah, I, I don't uh, I don't doubt that you'll you'll see uh, maybe a Cole win too. Yeah. And so it's it's going to be interesting to see, especially after the trade deadline, and see who gets moved. And then it was about a week, maybe two after the after the deadline, they they do the minor league shuffle around. So we'll see we'll see what they do. And it's it, that's going to be the most interesting interesting part because that's when you're really going to get a look at who they're looking at for next season. So because next season's it's going to be hey we're contending now. It's it's that or or bust. At least be a contender and. Um, and speaking of the Marlins today, they actually have a better record right now than the Rangers. So yeah. I said they weren't playing bad. They're uh, they currently are a half game up on the Rangers as, as far as the win loss column. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, they're not a bad team. So they're not the Marlins that we're used to. Well, of course, we won't talk about that on this episode today, but coming up soon, we'll talk about the trade deadline because that's not mm-hmm. very far away now. That's about two weeks away. So one of the next few shows, we'll bring that up and start talking about it because mm-hmm. some of these guys were thinking they're going to get brought up, may not be here anymore after the trade deadline, depending on what the Rangers go and do. Yeah. And that whole Juan Soto thing. And I don't like talking about it because no, I don't either. That's just an insane trade that would be like, it's been mentioned many times. We mentioned it and they've, it's been thrown around on Twitter, the term Herschel Walker type. Yeah. And I just don't see the Rangers getting involved in that because you just spent so much time and effort restocking the talent pool yeah. in your organization. And then all of a sudden you, you, you pretty much throw, you're, you're not throwing, I wouldn't say throw it all away, but you're, you're getting rid of all of it for one player. Yeah. I don't think the Rangers are in, if it was, if they were one player away, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We're not in that situation right now. So, and you don't know, all the guys that would be involved in a trade like that. And we were talking big names, yeah, big minor league, big prospect names, all guys that would be uh, involved in that. 
there's two or three or four of them that could be end up being superstars or a whole the whole group could end up being yeah. very very good major league players for you for five to six years so well and i, I just, think i honestly know. think lighter would have to be in that deal and i don't want to get i don't want to give up jack lighter lighter win duran huff yeah uh just keep I mean, going yeah, down the list just keep going, you're gonna have you're gonna have I mean, there's going to be three to four top top ten prospects in that of ours. And oh, I'm more just than, not I ready. think more than that. I think I'm just not ready. I'm just not ready to give up that many no. top prospects for a guy. I mean, don't get me wrong; he's really good. I mean, don't yeah. get me wrong, and he's young. Mm-hmm. But you know, I just don't think he's going to fix. I mean, we still have the pitching rotation holes to fill, and then you're getting rid of a lot of guys that are probably going to wind up being frontline rotation guys for an outfielder who. Let's not, you know, let's not. He's a great outfielder, but he's not. He's not going to. He's not going he's not gonna to take us to the World Series by mm-hmm. himself. No, and and then so you trade all that for him. Mm-hmm. Well, then you have guys that are going to hit free agents, guys, veterans that were here. Well, who do you have to fill him filling around? You're going to have to go spend more money. Yep. You're going to have to spend more money in the offseason because you don't have any talent to bring up. So it's just, I just to right now the Rangers aren't in the situation. To do that again, if they were one, I mean, I I would count him as a two player trade. If you were one or two players, two, two players away and you went and got a Soto for for a a major haul, I would say it would take at least five of the top 10 picks, the uh, five of the top 10 prospects the Rangers have at least, and then probably, uh, probably some more. Yep. Um, So I just, they're not in a position to do that. And I just don't want to see that happen. And it's just that right now it doesn't make sense. Now, if it was next year and say the Rangers are, fighting for the AL West crown. And obviously he's controllable till I believe 2024, yeah. I think 2025. I think you're right. Yeah. But obviously if they were going to sign him, they would know that he was going to sign long-term here. Like they wouldn't, oh, yeah. they wouldn't bring You'd him without to, that in, in agreement in place. Yeah. They wouldn't, they wouldn't do that at all. So no. uh, yeah, they, it, there's just too many intangibles that would have to go along for the Rangers to acquire him, And it's going to take a massive haul for anybody to get him. So I agree. Whoever does get him, they're going to get a fantastic player, but it, mm-hmm. I don't, it's going to be a team that's, that's, that's ready to win a championship now. And that's where he wants to go too. Yes, so I think yes. that's one reason the Rangers are up is because. Did, did you see that they didn't charter him a flight to the all-star game? I did see that. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. now you've pretty much isolated him and pretty much yeah. said, we have to trade him because we're. Yeah. Because we're, we're being jerks. We're blackballing him. I mean, good yeah. Lord. Yeah. What the that, hell? That wasn't the smartest thing Washington's ever done, but that's, that's owner. That's how you, <laughs> that's, that's how you don't run a team. You yeah, exactly. Yeah, your star true. player when yeah. you're trying to trying to trade him and you're like, yeah. you're pinning your, anyway, there's, yeah, anyway, you're right. But yeah. that's why the Rangers are mentioned because everyone knows that, I mean, they're going to be competitive over the next five to seven years with the way and they're they building have, right now. And they have the prospects and to they make have it the happen. prospects, especially after let's transition into the draft mm-hmm. that we just had. So the Rangers, as Evan Grant of the Dallas morning news put it when he was questioning Chris Young, he said, how did it feel to break the draft? The Rangers, <laughs> they, they the Rangers broke the draft at number at the number three pick. I mean, and I'll give credit where credit is due. You and I talked about this right before we came on the air. Jeff Wilson is the only person I saw that said if he had the pick, he would take Kumar Rocker. Nobody Nail else that I saw I'd mentioned head. It. Nail hit head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jeff, Jeff. And I mean, Jeff's been covering for a long time. And I mean, just think about that. A year ago, a little more than a year ago, 
he was considered the top prospect in all of baseball to be drafted. Then he winds the up going number of, 10 yeah. and then he winds it, up not signing. And now the Rangers get Jack Leiter and Kumar Rocker and back to back drafts. I mean, yeah, so that is right, amazing. Going into last season, he was the consensus number one overall yep. pick going into the year. Now that was obviously before the shoulder, before injury. the season, before yeah. the shoulder injury. And, you know, before Jack Leiter, I mean, it just, it was, it was one, two and you thought, okay, it's going to be one, two going into the draft. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then he had the shoulder thing and, and he decided not to sign with the Mets and didn't decide to go back to college. He went to Indy ball and pitched well and looked great. Yep. And yeah, I mean, nobody, nobody had, nobody except for Jeff Wilson yep. had any conceivable thought about Kumar rocker and bam, it happens. And if you would have told me, yeah, like you were, <laughs> you were talking about last year, if you would have said, uh, going into the season last year in 2022, after the draft, you will have Kumar Rocker and Jack Leiter <laughs> on your team. Yeah. Yeah. I would have shit my pants. Yeah. You'd have been like, there is no way in yeah, hell. That that I, would have, I would have laughed hysterically. I would have yeah. embarrassed somebody. Been yeah. Like, I would have too. Yeah. Are you crazy? But here it You're is. Not. I mean, and you got to admit pitching indie ball. He is probably, I mean, I think they'll start him at double a when they bring him up, but he could, move to triple a pretty darn quick and get up to the Rangers pretty darn quick as well. Yeah. I'm going to stick with the, the, <laughs> the kids gloves with this, like with lighter, I yeah. wanted him to start in, in high a, I think the same should, should happen with Kumar. Uh, he hasn't pitched a whole lot this year. He didn't pitch no. that, a whole lot in, in Indy, but he looked very, very good yeah. in any ball, but I would say start him in high a for, you know, first four or five starts. And then, then, by then, you'll have – I'd say until the trade deadline where you see movement, if there yeah. is any, and then and then make the judgment call from there. You might just bring them up to double-A anyway. But I'd, I'd say, you know, for at least first three to five starts, put him in high A yeah, and and see where he goes from there. Uh, I, I think hopefully hopefully Leiter is able to ride the ship here in the second half for Frisco and and not have to, to go down because I just don't – Obviously, it wouldn't be good for the psyche and his number two overall pick, future, hopefully ace, yeah. struggling in his first season and having to get sent down in the minors. It's I just don't think that would be good for the psyche. But, you know, well, I mean, last year, last year, the Rangers got a potential ace and lighter this mm-hmm. year. The Rangers got two potential aces. Yes. And let's talk about that fourth round pick because they Kuma didn't have Rocker, a second. And yeah. Third. Right. And Brock. Well, they got uh, what someone put it. The Rangers choose, you know, Marcus Simeon and Corey Siegel for the second. And third yeah, round right, pick. right, right. But so yeah, then t- fourth round, the guy who was the number number one behind Kumar Rocker, the number two pitching prospect in the draft. And he said, I'm going to Clemson. The only way I won't go is if I get signed way over slot. Well, the Rangers signed Rocker <laughs> under slot, so they had mm-hmm. money to sign Porter over slot, and now they have the they have the number one and number two pitching prospects in this draft both on their team. Rock Porter from Michigan. Yep. Uh, so not not the college, but no. the uh, from Michigan, uh, the state yeah. of Michigan, and he Saint was consent- prep. Yeah. Yes, he was supposed to be uh, the eleventh or twelfth overall uh, draft choice, but and he said he probably wouldn't first, sign. Or, yeah, the first or second. Uh, pitcher off the board and yeah he said he wouldn't sign so once once he slid past uh i think i think scott lucas said the mets yeah the mets and tigers and nobody had called his name they were like no he's he's uh he's going to college and then so nobody i mean you would have gotten a steal in the second round if you took him you would have gotten a steal in the third round if you took him you get a hell of a steal in the fourth round by taking him and yeah the signability was the big question but being able to uh sign 
uh, Kumar Rocker under slot. Yep. Save some money. So it looks like from what I'm reading, it's going to be about 3.7 is what they're going to offer uh, Porter. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, think and that's that was around his number. He said it would take. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. he said around four is what it would take for him to sign with a team. And from everything I've read and heard and everyone I've talked to, it sounds like there's no way he's not going to sign with the Rangers. I mean, right. and there's Chris always Young, a possibility, but it sounds right. like the Rangers know that they've got him. Well, and Chris Young said after the draft was over, we expect to sign everybody. Yeah, so, he said all their top, their first 10 picks, he said they expect to sign. And again, that was a – that's I mean, he's sure it's a fourth-round pick, but – the but Rangers have been very no, but that's that's the thing that the Rangers have been very savvy and very cognizant of the personal situations of players. I don't think they would have drafted him if they didn't think they could have signed him. So, exactly, uh, that's the way it was last year with Leiter. Everybody was worried. Well, well, what if he doesn't sign? <laughs> yeah, and they knew no, they were going to sign him. They knew it was going to happen, so they they went ahead and and even after they took him, you know, there was a lot of people going. Well, now they got to try to coax him into. And yeah, no, he Chris Young was he, like, no, yeah. we're we're yeah. signing him. So he already knew he signed him. But yeah, yeah, I mean, just to have to have him as well as Kumar Rocker is pretty mm-hmm. is a pretty incredible thing to have happen in this. I mean, I'll say that that Chris Young has definitely changed the direction of Rangers drafts. I mean, he has gone. They went so pitching heavy in this draft. And it's, I think Chris Young and the scouting department have done a fantastic Kip Fag. I mean, and the scouting department have done a fantastic job, you know, looking at talent, getting it right. I mean, just look at the pitching staff and the minors. We've been talking about it for two years and how mm-hmm. amazing it is. And they've just added two more pretty much top of the line pitchers to that uh, minor league system. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's just, they've done a, they've done a marvelous job. And it, it, I think it was Levi Weaver that said on Twitter that it's been a completely, the draft was completely Chris Young. He said, yeah. yes, John Daniels was there, but he wasn't even in a suit. I mean, he was just kind of sitting back in the background, just just hanging out. No, and, and I mean, if you saw the press conference that they had after the first day with the with the Dallas media, mm-hmm. uh, John Daniels wasn't even there. It was right. Chris Young and Kip Fag that talked to media, right. not, not John Daniels. So, yeah, this was Chris Young pretty much all the way. Right. So, that's – I mean, it's good to see. And I know it's obvious – John Daniels is kind of in that Nolan Ryan role. Yeah. Now, uh, when Nolan was here and JD was the GM, he will be he will be the one doing the final sign off on stuff. Yes. Yeah, but if anything goes bad, you know everyone's going to blame John Daniels, oh, not Chris Young. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean you're already seeing it. It's, it's yeah. Oh my goodness, I'm not going to get into that. Uh, no. Rangers Twitter over the past I'll say month has turned into Cowboys Twitter, which is bad. Yeah, it has, and it's kind of we've talked about it several times, but it's annoyed me how many. I mean, there's so many like haters out there that, I mean, just like today, you know, Bally sports West uh, Bally sports was having trouble with the game because they had a blackout at one of their stations where they broadcast everything. And John Moore is a joke put out who to blame. And 80% of people said Chris Woodward. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the fire Woody crowd. Oh, and then he's, and then up. he's, yeah. And, and, and John's doubled down on that. Yeah. I know. He's like, Oh, let's, it's all, it's Woody's yeah. fault. Oh, yeah. this, this three home runner, you know, yeah. this offensive game. Oh yeah. man. Oh, it's man. not Woody. No, what was Woody, Woody thinking? Woody yeah. doesn't deserve any credit for that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. He's doubling down. It's John's John's John's. He ain't afraid. He's, no, he's, he's not. John's messing with people big time. Mm-hmm. John's trolling people. Yeah. So uh, in Scott Lucas's report here, the Texas pool, the Rangers pool is 9.6, 9.64 million dollars. Yeah. And uh 5.2 million went to Rocker. Yep. So that leaves four roughly four and a half million for everybody else. Yeah, 3.7 so, is going to go to Porter. 
assign, uh, so, he said, assume, assume picks eight through 10 signed for 10,000 each and picks five through seven signed for slot. That sums up 6.2 million. Yeah. Leaving 3.4 million alone for Porter. Yep. So, so that's so, the equivalent slot for the, the draft's 20th pick. Yeah. Which is, I mean, that should, that should get Porter here. So, and like I said, the Rangers signed him huge, huge. And, and like I said, Chris Young sounded positive that he would. Another thing I mm-hmm. like that Chris Young said during that interview or during that presser was, you know, someone asked, do you expect the Rangers to compete in 2023? Yes. And he said, yes, if not the remainder of this season, mm-hmm. you know, and here, after we finished talking about the draft, you and I, I wanted to talk about the second half of the season and mm-hmm. kind of what we see happening, but we'll finish with the draft. So yeah, they got an outfielder with their sixth pick or I'm sorry. Yeah. Outfielder without yeah, outfielder <laughs> with fifth round five and six. They got Luis Ramirez, right-handed pitcher at seven. Round eight was another pitcher. Round nine was a shortstop. And round 10 was another outfielder. So that's how they rounded out their top 10 picks. Most of those uh, college guys. Correct. Uh, however, obviously, Porter, high school kid. Yep. Chandler Pollard, fifth round, projected it uh, first. I'm sorry, shortstop. Yeah. He's 18 years old out of Georgia, from Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tommy, Tommy Speck, I think that's how you pronounce that. He's Correct. 18 yeah. out of out of the state of Iowa, projected to be in the outfield. Luis Ramirez, here we go with the kind of a stretch of, well, it, it, they ended the stretch, ended this draft with a stretch of four college players. Luis Ramirez, right-handed pitcher out of Long Beach State. Matt yep. Broski, right-handed pitcher, 22 years old out of Youngstown, Youngstown State. And Griffin Cheney, Georgia State. Yep. Number nine. And Josh Hatcher, outfielder, Kennesaw State. Hatcher was actually a teammate of Justin Foskey at Mississippi State. Correct. Yes, that is right. So And ended up having to transfer... After after struggling badly in 2021, he went to Kennesaw State and hit 391 with 15 home runs in 64 games. So that's pretty good. Yeah, and Kennesaw State, yeah, it's an easier conference, but yeah, but he hit 321 as a sophomore in 20, in 2019 with I mean, uh, again. And these are guys that don't. I mean, you know, all these football mentality people. You're not going to see these mm-hmm. guys in a Rangers uniform in 2022. Probably not 2023. Maybe probably not until halfway 20, through 2024 or the end of 2024. 2024 into 2024. Point, 2025. The will be so competitive. They're not going to just be tested guys out. Like nope. you're going to have to. You're going to have to prove that you can you can contribute if you're going to come up at that point. Yeah, and I and you mentioned Kumar Rocker being in the starting rotation next year, and I think. I don't, I wouldn't expect, I, to be honest, I'll disagree on that one. I don't okay. expect to see him until 2024, at least. I uh, see. I think, I think he's further along than most. Okay. So I think they want, I mean, that's just my opinion. One mm-hmm. of us will be right. One of us will be wrong. And then yeah. we can make fun of each other, whoever it was. So yeah, at least we got our bases covered as a podcast as a whole, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. We got, we got it all taken, but yeah, usually I mean, we agree. So it's well, good you know, we disagree they, say, they think he's, I mean, it's just cause he's, supposedly better than lighter, you know, and he's, he's quote unquote, yeah. yeah, but you know, we're going to see lighter next year, but I don't think till the end of the year, like mm-hmm. I think lighter comes up, you know, after the all-star break, maybe not till September call up next year. That's where I and, think rocker could come in. And then, yeah. <laughs> so I could actually see them both showing up at the same time, but you know, I just think, I don't know. It depends on how things go. I think mm-hmm. I hope that, that Taylor Hearn reclaims a spot. Mm-hmm. And he's, he uh, he's going to actually start this, uh, this weekend. He's yeah. going to start. It's not going to be an opener. He's going to no, start. He's going to so. start. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Cause I'd like him to get a spot back. Dane Dunning's supposed to come off the IL this week to pitch mm-hmm. when he's, I think Wednesday is what they said, because that's when he's available to come off the IL, whatever day he's available to come off. He's going to pitch that he's day. He's going to pitch that day. Um, 
And then of course you've got, you know, Howard and Otto still trying to win that. Mm -hmm. And of course, Perez who threw a scoreless inning in the all-star game, uh, three, three ground balls. We haven't seen that before. Have we? No, not for Martin Perez. (laughs) Not at all, but no, he did good. And it was cool to see him there. His suit, man, that was something else. Yeah. He, uh, he was, he was styling (laughs) and profiling, I guess you could say. Yeah, his suit as, was something as, as Rick Flair would say, yeah, styling, styling and, prof- and profiling. Yeah, it was yeah. it was pretty sweet. So anyway, no, but good good draft for the Rangers overall. I would give them. I mean, I'd probably give them an A plus to be honest with yeah, you. I give them an A plus. Everybody, everybody, all the experts are saying they they blew it all. They blew it out of the water. Yeah, and it happened. I mean, really, with the first two picks, uh, rounds one and four with yeah. Rocker yeah. and Porter. But what they did afterwards as well. Hey, round five. That's where you can start getting those. Uh, you know, young talented prep guys. Well, yeah. And so, even before the draft, the round seven pick Luis Maria as the, the right-handed pitcher. He was projected before the draft at number one eighteen. Yeah. And he had well, a shoulder, some shoulder, con- mm-hmm. the shoulder injury that b- dropped him way down. So again, the Rangers took a guy who should have gone much higher again in round seven. So it's like they, they did their homework. It was obvious they did their homework. Well, in the, in the fifth round Pollard, 18 uh, year old, uh, he was ranked number uh, 112. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, like you said, Ramirez in the seventh round ranked yeah. 118, just six yeah. spots behind Pollard. So, and uh, Tommy Specht, uh, Specht, I think that's how you pronounce it. I'm yeah. sorry if I don't. 18 year old out of, out of the state of Iowa, he was ranked 229. Correct. So, yep. Yeah. So they, 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 they did their homework. They did a good mm-hmm. job. And of course, when it comes down to everything after round 10, the reason we're not covering it is those guys are hit or miss. I mean, they're signing for such small amounts of money that, you know, some of them are going to choose to go to college. Some of them are going to choose to stay in college. Some of them are going to choose to come. And it just depends on, but the Rangers said they would probably sign those top 10 picks They They were 99% sure on it. So it ought to be good to see where they wind up and we'll get as many of them on here as we can, as they start mm-hmm. uh, filtering into the Rangers organization. So I'd love to get rocker on, but I don't know. I don't know if that'll happen or not. He's probably going through a whirlwind right now, but, I'm, is, I'm, but I'm sure but someone, he like, someone like Tommy Speck, you know, or, uh, or Chaney mm-hmm. or Broski, we can probably get some of those guys on here before the year's up and and sort of talk to him about being drafted i'd love to get pollard too i'll see if that happens but and porter as well so we'll mm-hmm. see we'll see what happens yeah it's 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 an exciting time right now to be a rangers fan i know that at this point last year we were all excited about lighter but as far as the team overall goes everybody was pretty down yeah and you know we I guess I, I don't want to say we in the media. We're not in the media anymore. I guess I guess we kind of are, but we kind whatever. of are. But yeah. anyways, uh, we 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 were telling people last year's going to suck. I mean, yep. we were saying if you win seventy games, be ecstatic. Yeah. And with well, I mean, honest, I, my original my original for this year was seventy two, and they're going to they're going to break yeah, that. Yeah, mine was seventy five. Yeah. So, and yeah, at this point, I wouldn't be shocked if they finished 78, 79 wins. Like that wouldn't shock me. Five hundred yeah. is where I, I would expect. Because I think them to they're going to they're eventually at some point going to have that eight to ten game win streak. Mm-hmm. You know, and then yeah. they're going to get right back within that. Even though they're what seven or six down from five hundred right now after mm-hmm. today, you know they're going to have that streak where they win eight out of ten, nine out of eleven, something like that, and get themselves back in. You know, back to that five hundred mark. I don't think they'll get to 500 this year, but I think they'll, they'll hover they'll be, around it. I think yeah. they'll still hover around it before the end of the season. I think they'll finish just below. If we're looking at it right now, just below 500, like which you said, would, we're kind of looking at the 2008, 2009 Rangers. Yes. So, and, and if they finish above 500, I mean, be ecstatic. I yeah. mean, we were hoping you said you predicted around 72 wins. I predicted around 75 and we'd yep. be happy with either one of those. Correct. So, we're going to right now it's projected. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to bust both those predictions. Yeah. So 
and, and you're looking at guys like Simeon who struggled so bad for the first two months. And now he's just on fire. Yep. Nate Lowe, Nathaniel Lowe, he's hitting 369. I think he can be a, you know, a 280, 285, 20, oh, yeah. 25 yeah. home run guy mm-hmm. by the end of the year. Simeon, I think it's realistic that because he started off so slow, probably a 260, 265 average is, is where you would like to see him end up. Yeah. But I mean, if he keeps hitting the way he's hitting now, you're looking at 270 up. I agree. Uh, Jonah Himes hitting 263, and I think if you can get if you can get a, a 250 or up from him, be ecstatic about that. Adoles Garcia, he's hitting 239. He struggled badly. His 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 batting average dropped. Him and Calhoun both. Yeah. Before the All Star break, but he had uh, two hits today. He's hitting 239. If you can get him to 250, be ecstatic. Leody is not. I don't think he's going to be hitting 344. I can't believe I'm saying that. <laughs> so I think uh, temper expectations. As far as is him 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 hitting that high, yeah, but I, th- I can see him finishing. Yeah. I can see him oh. finishing two ninety, two ninety five, or like you said, just over three hundred by the yeah, end of the year. I could, I'd say around 300, 305. Yeah, uh, Cole Calhoun, you, I could see him hitting two thirty five by the end of the year, two forty. Yep. You know, earlier we don't really know, but he started out well. Ezekiel Duran, who knows how long he's going to be up. Yeah. So he's hitting two fifty eight right well, now. Here, I mean, this just. Yeah, yeah, as we look forward to the rest of the year, and that's what I want to wrap up with tonight. As we look forward to the rest of the year, you know, I think some of these guys are not going to be here. Like we kind of mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. I think Culberson might be gone. Someone like Brad Miller, maybe someone like Cole Calhoun, possibly gone, mm-hmm. you know, anyone they can really deal for anyone during the trade deadline veteran status. I think they might deal away except for Perez. I really think they want Perez here next year. Yeah. That's but, it's there's that it's gaining steam that he might, he might just sign an extension yep. and, it, to me, it makes sense for both he and the team. So, but, but that's why I think people like Bubba. I think Duran, if they move, make some of those moves, Duran might stay here for the rest of the year. I think Bubba's going to get a chance at some point. We talked about when I think we'll get a chance at some point. You know, Lats might get another chance at some point. Other guys that we're not even thinking about. You know, I don't think Dustin Harris gets a shot yet. I think he's still too young. But I think you're going to some of these guys we've been talking about all year. I think before, like by September, some of them are going to get some shots up here in the major leagues. Bubba's going to be on somebody's. 40 man or somebody's he's going to be on somebody's 26 man by the end well, of the Bubba year could be traded. Yeah. He could yeah, be either ours that, or someone else's. You're yeah, right. He's going to be on someone's by the end of the year. And it could be a deal where there, we, we were kind of surprised that it wasn't Bubba and, and yeah. it was Elliot that when came it was up earlier. Yeah. But I think so, because I think it's because when they pull Bubba up, I think they want to keep him up for the rest of the year. And right. they also want to get him at bats and they're not as worried about Elliot getting at, every day at bats. Right. Cause he's older. And yeah. yeah, he's not a guy that you want to get everybody. And also there's that factor too. They could be making sure Bubba stays down and keeps tearing it up in AAA because his yep. trade value is so high. Correct. And man, and, he is leading the world in stolen bases. Yeah. He's, he's looking at possibly 70 steals this year. I mean, and so, how, well, how many he's been caught? I think twice. Is that correct? Uh, he's barely been caught at all though. Out of, out of I, 30 something steals. I think I remember him being caught once, but that's just my recollection. Yeah. I'm sure it's been caught maybe a, a few more times than that. Yeah, I'm going to look but, that up. But he, for the amount of steals that he has, that's a realistic question. Yeah. yeah he, he's, it's it's he's, insane. And that's what uh, I heard. I've heard other people say is that, he can be hit on a major league roster somewhere because, you know, if someone takes him on the rule five, because with his ability to steal his speed in the outfield as a late game replacement and his ability to steal bases and to take walks, he's done really well at taking walks this year. He's going to strike out, but that's what he does. I mean, he's, he's always going to have some strikeouts. He's never going to, he's never going to be a guy that strikes out, you know, 80 times a season. He's going to strike out a lot more than that, but you can definitely hide him on a 40 man roster. Oh, you absolutely can. And he's been caught twice. Twice. That's what I thought. Yeah. He's been caught two times this year. 
43 <laughs> steals. So, yeah. so 40, 45 attempts, 43 and, successful. Yeah. And as you mentioned, he started, he, I mean, he was, he started the season. He, he's going to be a contact guy. Yep. Right? And that's, that's, he's going to, he's going to be swinging a lot. He's not going to walk a whole, whole lot, but he's, he's, he's starting to get better at that. He's, he's got an OBP of 348, which is really good. I mean, considering he's got a 299 batting average, that OBP yeah. has been going up instead yep. of going down, even though his batting average has slipped a little bit. Yep. His OBP has been going up because he's drawing more walks. So he's got an OPS of 809. I mean, he's just right now. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's showing why he was so highly touted years ago. He Correct. struggled. What was it? 2019. Two, two, yeah. 2019. 19, he really struggled bad. Yeah. Really, really, really struggled. And then came alive last season whenever we got back yeah. to full season. Yeah. Frisco, he came alive ball. last year and he's mm-hmm. tearing it up in Round Rock this year. Another guy I think the Rangers have a huge decision to make on is Josh Smith because mm-hmm. everyone's saying, you know, we've been saying for years now that Young is the third baseman of the future, man. But Smith has been super impressive since he's been up with the Rangers. Yeah. And, and you want to see obviously his batting average come up, but he's, he's fearless out there. Yeah, he's not he afraid of the big game. Uh, he's in two Oh seven right now. So his, well, he's his been batting struggling average, the last few weeks, offensively, yeah. but defensively, other than a few good. little errors, yeah. he's doing really, really good. And he's not good. even his natural position. Mm-mm. Nope. It was a shortstop. So correct. Yep. And yeah, that's, it, it's, it's going to be interesting. And I don't think that, Luckily, that decision doesn't have to be made until the offseason because you're Correct. not going to see Josh Young. But no, he's not going to be in the majors this year. No, and it's just, yeah. I mean, that's luckily you've got Dur- a Duran and a Josh Smith that can fill in. Yeah, and 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 have that conversation. The fact that we're having that conversation that the Rangers are going to have to have next mm-hmm. this coming off season is great. That's a that's a great thing to have happen whenever you're saying, well, Josh Young might not be your your third baseman going into the future. That's actually a great conversation to have. Yeah, but then you've got Duran, and you've got if he comes back around, you got Wenzel, and then you got Davis Josh Smith, Wenzel. and then you got. I mean, they've got third baseman besides Josh Young that can be the future of this franchise if Young mm-hmm. for some reason doesn't work out. Now, obviously, the highly the highest, the highest ceiling of all those guys is definitely Josh Young. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So you want to see him get healthy and you want to yeah. see him take that spot. However, yeah. the Rangers do have a very good ten- contingency contingent in place. They and do. that's because of what they've done with their scouting department and by making awesome deals. That was Josh Smith and Ezekiel Duran, both in the Gallo trade. So correct. that, I mean, they've, they've done a good job of, of backing themselves up they in, in every area. And that's why, Whenever you're trading or drafting young players, you don't care that you already have a player or a projected player that's going to be playing a certain Correct. position above yep. them because you're seeing exactly why right now. Why'd they do that? Because Josh Young's there and then you sign Seeger and then you sign uh, uh, Simeon. Simeon. Okay, yep. so where's where's Duran and Josh Smith going to play? Well, now you're seeing where. Yep. And so exactly. I mean, that's exactly what that's exactly what's happening. All right, guys, going forward, you guys need to stay tuned to the Ranger Report podcast. There's so much to talk about over the next few months as the season goes into the second half and then eventually wraps up. Don't forget to go to our shop and look at some of our merch that we have there and purchase or go to to, uh, buy us a coffee and donate a little money and all that stuff. But, yeah, we are excited about things to come. Lots of player, coaches, front office, and media people that we're going to bring to you as well in our We're going to be kicking the guests back up for sure. And, uh, yeah, the site is is, I'm booting it back up a little bit. I did a big thing on Frisco. I've got one on Round Rock coming out uh, tomorrow just to sort of get you up for the second half of the season with those guys. So anyway, that's all we got for you today. So uh, you guys have a great one, and we will talk to you probably before next week. We are looking forward to it. We Deuces. are. Bye. Where's the stop button? Oh, Come on, sexy lady. <laughs>
Thanks for listening to the Ranger Report podcast. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and at therangerreport.com.